What's up? What's up? What's up? Happy Tuesday. I want to say good morning, good afternoon, good night, whatever time you reading, watching, listening. You know, however you get your daily dose of sports talk with me, your girl Whitney B. Hey, y'all. What's up? We into a new episode. We in season three, episode seven. This has been fun, you know, getting up early to do this with y'all, recording early, making sure it's done with this new schedule I got. I'm on 10 and I'm ready to go. So without further ado... What's up? What's up? You are now tuned in to Sports Talk with me, your girl Whitney B. I love that. It like gets me energized. I get to dance a little bit in the background. Um, I don't have a long show. I'm not going to keep y'all long tonight. Y'all know the Lions didn't play. I didn't even want to do the show. I said the Lions ain't played this week. But no, nah, I'm just messing with you. Um, But, yeah, it was a boring, boring Monday night football. Um, I'll get to that in a minute. But then it was an exciting week of football. Like, Thursday night, the Bears, Um, who did the Bears play in – the Commanders, Chicago and Washington, boring game. Um, I didn't even really expect for Justin Fields to win that game for some odd reason. It just, I don't know, boring. And as well as the Monday night game yesterday, Denver versus um, the Chargers. I mean, and I know um, Justin Herbert is hurt. They said Russell Wilson is hurt. I don't know what the answer is there in Denver. It's not Russell Wilson, though. I mean, I like Russell Wilson, so I don't even want to come from a place where it seems like I'm just, you know, dogging my mans out because I'm not. I'm not. I I just don't think he was ready to switch teams or I don't know. I don't know if the chemistry between him and the receivers is just really not there. I don't know if his offensive coordinator just not coordinating the quarterback coach I don't know where the disconnect is for us but it's definitely somewhere and they need to find it they need to pick it up it reminds me a lot of Jared Joff um coming over to the Lions you know some these some these players are used to certain you know schemes and stuff Russell Wilson spent all that time in Seattle what decade or so um or more I mean and I don't I don't see, I don't, uh, I, uh, I mean, I expected, you know, Tom Brady went over to the Bucks. boom, they win the Super Bowl. Happens for Matthew Stafford the next year, but I mean, even for Matthew Stafford this year, my God, I mean, they pulled off the win with, from the Panthers this weekend, well, I think it was 24 to 10, but Matthew Stafford, if Matthew Stafford don't have time in the pocket and he can't really make those throws it's it's he's rattled and in it whew, I don't know but it was lucky for him last season he won the Super Bowl you know good for him but it's looking like Russ I don't I don't know I even think Matt Ryan doing better with the Colts 
I mean, I don't know. Let me not say that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't even going to talk about that Monday night game first, but. I mean, it was it was a pain to watch, like, from both teams. And then they had the nerve to go into overtime. I was so over it. And then it was like overtime was reminding me a lot of the third quarter. And, I mean, luckily for um, the Chargers, for that muffed punt or whatever they want to call it, I mean, I mean it's, to be honest, too, the the player on Denver who was blocking the punter and made him um, drop that punt like that, he should feel like an ass because I truly think that if that never would have happened for them like that, that game would have ended in a tie. Neither one of them teams was acting like they could score. They was getting down the field or at least attempting to, but them defenses was amazing. Um. Yeah, I feel like you need a healthy Justin Herbert. I mean, their record is four and two right now, but it was it was cringy. It was super cringy. I mean, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Let's move on. Um, the Chiefs and the Bills. I really think we're gonna see them again in the AFC Championship. I don't. I don't know which other team is gonna make it. I was just trying to think. Out of the AFC, I don't know. The Ravens went down um, against. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. It's going to come back to me. And it was an NFC team. Okay, it's going to come back to me. But they lost last um, field goal attempt, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson. I think this is his first NFC loss team, too. That's why I can't think of why I don't – why I can't think of the team. Anyway, Green Bay lost. Good. Kuda. I mean, you know what's crazy, too, is why these teams lose when the Lions not playing. Like, we needed the Lions to win this week and all the NFC North teams to lose. But that's not how it happened. Um, but Green Bay lost to the Jets. I mean, the Jets, the Jets and the Giants, they over there in New York, like, rebuild where? I mean, I'm not going to get my hopes up too much for the Jets, like, okay. But they balling, you know what I'm saying? Like, the Jets is definitely kicking butt, and I was like, good. Oh, it was New York. Whitney, okay. See, I told you I was going to come back to me. The Ravens lost to the Giants, um, this weekend. I'm you know what's the Giants record five and one they killing it um I don't know then you got Philly Philly played the Cowboys handed Cooper Rush his first loss I mean I kind of figured that it would have been by like when I say if Cooper Rush would have won that game against Philly this weekend for Sunday Night Football hello who Dak Prescott what what are we doing here because definitely. I still personally think that Cooper Rush should start over Dak Prescott, even when he come back and be healthy. And to be honest, um, Bailey Zappi reminds me of when Tom Brady took over for Blood Soul. I mean, no Super Bowl appearance, of course, yet. But I like Mac Jones, but I just think that Zappi is the better quarterback right now, especially how he's been playing. 
Mac Jones could be a great backup for now. I mean, I just see, just see, just see. Um, yeah, but this was some good games. College, you see them tear down the goalposts there in Tennessee when they beat Alabama. Alabama went down to Tennessee. Um, Michigan took it away, beat Penn State. But the best game or the best win this weekend for me was the Michigan State versus Wisconsin win, double overtime. And State boys pulled it off. You know, um, I honestly think that this was a win that Michigan State needed to get back on the horse. Now, (laughs) when they going to fall off, probably – in two weeks when they play Michigan State on the 29th. Michigan has a bye week this week. Um, So it's only preparation for this rivalry game, which I don't think that because Michigan is playing at such an elite level that they should let their hair down for this particular rivalry, especially seeing as though um, Mel Tucker is 2-0 against Michigan right now, against Jim Harbaugh. And this game is at the big house, and it's going to be under the lights. It starts at 730. Ain't no way (laughs) Michigan should lose this game the way Michigan State been playing. But, I mean, in all honesty, it's just like Jim Harbaugh do not game plan for Michigan State. I don't know. Or, 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 like, even last year they was actually winning the game. I believe it was that fumble that really turned things over. And then Kenneth Walker. I mean, Kenneth Walker was doing stuff at Michigan State last year that it's like now that we look at the team this year, it's a wonder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hmm. Um, I don't know. It's I don't know. Let's just I'm glad they won. I'm glad they beat Wisconsin. And I I I I in my bias do not want to see them beat Michigan, but it wouldn't be far fetched because I just think that Mel Tucker has probably been preparing for this since day one last season. You know, the big games. And especially, you know, I just – it sounds silly to say Michigan State will have Michigan their first loss this season because it's like one thing for sure and two things for certain. Jim Harbaugh has found ways to win over these last couple of seasons. And the defense, I mean, poor Peyton Thorne, like – I mean, the way that offensive line been playing and the way Michigan's defense, I don't know what to expect, to be honest. Like, I mean, well, I do know what to expect. I hope that they don't hurt Peyton Thorne. Him going, he going to see the ground a lot. And that's what's – and you can't even say they need to get the run game going because all of the games is ass. The run game, the passing game. It's just, it's not it for Michigan State this year. And I just want to see how they're going to game plan for the pass rush and for just the wide receivers, period, on defense. You know, I'm not saying Michigan got the best wide receiving course. No, Ohio State. Can't even believe I'm saying that. But, I mean, we're going to have a good time, though. I'm thinking about doing something, um, a little party or something. I don't know. I got a week to decide, but I'm I'm excited. Um, the Penn State game, though, it was just so many people like, this going to be big for Michigan and um, top ten, two top ten undefeated teams. And, hello, I'm like, when I was starting to watch the game, 
it was nail biting for me because I was like, wait a minute, they really is hand in Michigan. They mouth, you know, they ass. They went into halftime. Um, I believe down. If, if I want to say down, I think down by one point. I I want to say. But then I saw the halftime video. Well, actually, the commentators came on talking about it. You know how it was a little scuffle in the tunnel. Um, but then I saw the video on ESPN, on Twitter, too. I guess Morris and a couple other Michigan players was not feeling the trash talk by Penn State. And we going to see you, period. So, yeah, they saw him in the, tr- um, in the tunnel. And they got a little, you know, pushy mouthy or whatever, but... I mean, after that second half, I'm not sure if Penn State scored. I don't remember. It might have made they may have scored three points. I know it was like 17 to 41. No, I don't think they scored. I think they went in the half. It was 17, um, 16. I think. I don't know, but no, they did not score coming out, and Michigan's ability to control the clock. I don't know. It just one thing I will say is you come in with these expectations or with these stats. Oh, Penn State is best against stopping the run, and they don't only allow this many um, rushing yards. And they, I think, in top five in defense and all of that. And it was like you know they played Michigan, and it was like stats where because Blake Corm and Donovan Edwards got off like both of them off off and um. What uh oh um schoolmaker I love him as a tight end I wonder which team is gonna pick him up JJ he had a few you know questionable passes um I believe he threw an interception hold on let me plug this in y'all yeah I believe he had his little interception. So that sucked for JJ. Um, but as far as like his future or his ceiling with the team, like this is really only the beginning for JJ. And as good as he is, it's like I could just see so much more for him and so much greater to the point where maybe his second or third year, I could see JJ being in the Heisman talks, especially if he continues down the line like this, like, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, he's undefeated, period. And that's that doesn't take anything away from K. McNamara because he definitely led an undefeated one-loss team last last season against um, that one loss against Michigan State. Blew out Ohio. I mean, blew out Iowa. Beat Ohio State. You know, so K. McNamara definitely deserves his flowers. But I think that J.J. McCarthy is the better quarterback and will definitely probably end up in a Heisman talks, if not a Heisman winner within the next couple of seasons, as especially as he grows and gets better and become way more accurate, you know, than he already is. And he's pretty darn good, you know. So, um, you know, shout out to Michigan. I'm looking forward to the Michigan-Michigan State game on the 29th. Again, it starts at 730. If I had to give game predictions, I mean blowout. The way Michigan been playing blow out. But I don't want to do that. I don't, you know, and I don't know. So last week I taught, I brought y'all some information about LeBron James' son um, getting the Nike deal. 
and it's, they still didn't say, or I didn't see how much it was. But what I did see is that he didn't sign another deal. He's still in high school. Um, I believe Sierra Canyon, the rich people's school. Um, but he now he has a Beats deal. They didn't even say how much the Beats deal was worth, but it was just, oh, you know, uh, once again, setting records and breaking history. Sorry if my sentences are broken a little bit. I'm just waking up still. <laughs> but he is um, breaking records or whatever. Um, but what I, what I come to see is a lot of his deals are deals that his father got early on, too. They're both supposed to show up, um, not show up, but appear in a Beats commercial together coming up. I believe they might have released it yesterday. Um, but anyways, for the solo beats, I'm I'm happy for Bronny. And I think that more parents, especially in the position that LeBron James is in, should put their kids on or, or make sure their kids get put on. On any level, though, it's not all about endorsement deals or whatever, but we as parents should definitely put our children in positions to win and be financially stable however we have to do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying y'all need to get y'all kids a job so that they can start helping y'all pay bills and our, you know, the rest of that stuff. You as a parent trying to take their money, like, no, that's foul and trifling. But as far as making sure your kids have an income, or have money that you know they need or to do stuff like my daughter is only 13 but she definitely earns an allowance and pays for her own stuff because i'm not about to keep buying chips and juice and cookies and snacks i just i can't um so you have to earn you know what i'm saying these things and and get it but i think what lebron james is doing is fantastic now how is this going to trickle down to them other kids hey i want to be a millionaire 18 too dad so what's up but and when I saw that, I was like, okay, congratulations to LeBron because, okay, LeBron, you know, he, I don't even see him in the, see, um, I don't see him um, in the league too much longer. I really think he's just trying to play with his son and get it on out. I don't, I don't see it. Um, uh, oh, in other news, what's going on with Draymond Green? You know, it's been real hush-hush after that whole situation with Jordan Poole. Then it was talks about Jordan Poole's big money extension. And, like, it's still crickets for Draymond. Is the Warriors now getting sick of his shit? I don't know. He's an awesome defensive player. You know, what is it, six um, series what did they go to the NBA championship six times, won four rings, something like that. I think Draymond is a special talent. He do need to work on his anger. He is newly married to Hazel. Um, and so I'm sure he wants to be in the league, but it's like where or what's going on with Golden State, should I say, um, because it doesn't seem like they're talking about his deals. Now, watch today. When I finish recording, they're they going to sign him or something. I mean, he going to get an extension because that's how it happens. Every time I, I do these shows and then something else come out and I should have been like, oh, update. <laughs> but I've been waiting to see follow up on that LeBron James situation with Jordan Poole anyway. And it just seems like no one's really talking about what happened 
at least anymore, but it still doesn't seem like anything is working in LeBron. I mean, um, Draymond Green's favor at the moment. He did say he was taking some time away. Um, but I don't, I really don't know what that means for Draymond or the team or his future on the team or his future with any team for real at the moment. So I don't know. I just wanted to update you guys on that too. And other good news, hockey did start back. The Detroit Lions is come. I mean, the Detroit Red Wings. Y'all, I'm so sorry. The Detroit Red Wings is coming out hot. Now, if I had to have any hope for winning, like, what's going to be the best team this season, it's probably going to be the Red Wings. But what I will say is, ever since the Tigers fired Al Avila, hello, best thing the Tigers could have. The Tigers should have did that, though, seasons ago. But we're not going to get there. We're going to follow up on their wins. So what I do think is that next season the Tigers is – we we might make a run for the playoffs, and that's that's all Detroit fans want is their teams in the playoffs. You know, God forbid we win. <laughs> Let's not take the goalposts down yet. <laughs> but I'm excited for the Red Wings. I got to get to LCA um, to see a Wings game. I haven't actually even seen a Wings game since they moved to LCA. My last time seeing the Wings was at Joe Lewis. Um so I got to get to LCI. I think I've really only been there like once or twice to see the Pistons, and it's nice. Um, but I really do like hockey. Uh, I love when I was growing up, um, my mom, I think I told this story on the show one time too, but my mom, she was working at Arby's, and she had these coworkers that was real sweet, and they wanted to take me to a hockey game. And I was, you know, me growing up, I'm like, why is my mama letting me go with these people? I don't even know. You know, it was kind of weird to me. Um, but we went to the game, you know, neither here nor there. You know, my mom, she sent me on, and I had to just pray nothing happened. But, you know, it's just crazy how you get older and think about how you thought thought about stuff because I definitely thought I wasn't coming back home. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, I was at this hockey game. Unlike nothing I have seen before, it was crowded. People was hyped. You know, it was nice. I was bored up until a fight broke out on the ring. And I was like, oh, my God, they fighting and they letting them fight. And it was like one fight after another. And ever since then, I was like, oh, I like hockey. <laughs> I could come to hockey games. And I don't even know if I was just super ghetto and, like, rowdy growing up. And why did I get excited about the fighting? But Hello? Sweep up that blood and keep on playing. I'm with hockey, okay? So I can't wait to get to LCA, to a hockey game. Hopefully I can make it this season depending on my schedule. But the Red Wings is showing some promising moves this early in the season, and I'm excited for the Wings. Y'all, next week the Lions play um, the Cowboys. I don't even know. Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to the Bears game because I think that at least we can beat the Bears. I think we can sweep the Bears, to be honest. (laughs) But I don't even want to say that and be wrong because the way the Lions is playing is just what are we – and the crazy part is they're still top five in offensive points scored. You know, they still have good records. It's just – 
on paper, you look at these stats that the Lions have put up this season, and then you look at the record and be like, where the hell is the disconnect? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. And then the defense, I mean, we play, I mean, not Chicago, but we play Denver, not even Denver, Dallas. We play Dallas on Sunday. I don't know. Like, I want to say the Lions could pull this off, but I think Cooper going to have an attitude because they just took that L to Philly. I don't know. I don't know. I think Aiden Hutchinson, I don't know. We're supposed to have Pascal back this coming week, so hopefully the defense improves a little bit. Um, a healthy Amirai St. Brown. I told y'all how I feel about DeAndre Swift. I would not be mad if they did not extend this man's contract, and I do not care what people say. He ain't been healthy since he came on the team. I don't see a use to pay a person who can only play three or four games a season. No. So, I mean, let's hope DeAndre Swift – you know, plays at the level that he he plays when he's in the game. But I'm not holding my breath for him. But I definitely want a healthy Amaran St. Brown back. I mean, TJ Hawkinson, he needs to have that same game he had two weeks ago. I mean, we can't have up and down TJ. We need that TJ that we had in the beginning of TJ Hawkinson's career when he was a top three tight end. Now it's like he's almost non-existent. I mean, it's good when they put him in because he do block well. He, he is a great blocker when it's um, a run play. But I don't know. Like, it's just you got Micah Parsons. They probably going to put Parsons on St. Brown. Um, so it's going to be a crazy game because Dallas defense do not come to play. But the Lions have to do something like Dan Campbell's ability to coach is ass. Like, I like Dan Campbell. I think Dan Campbell is a great motivator. Uh, I love when he talks. It, it inspires me. So I'm sure the players are super inspired and motivated. It's just when it comes to the coaching, what the hell is Dan doing? Because <laughs> it's not coaching. And it's definitely not going into the second half uh, or going into the locker room during the halftime making any kind of adjustments. It's like the Lions – I don't know if they get worse coming out of second half. And it's not just Dan Campbell's Lions. It's all of these damn Lions um, coaches. It's like they go into that locker room and they they go back there and sing fucking hymns or something. I don't know what they doing. I don't know. I don't know. What I do know is they're not making any adjustments and it's showing on the field. And as a fan, it's pissing me and my friends off. And Dan Campbell, if he wants to continue to coach, he has to do something better. We can't keep going for it on fourth down. You got to take the points. I don't know what kind of aggressive-ass coaching this is, but no other coach is like this. And it's not even like it's working for him. You can't go for it four times on fourth I mean, six times on fourth down in one half. And then when you – after the third time, what, what are we doing? It's like sometimes I can see you get to the end and, and, and them three points not going to matter. 
okay, so we got to be aggressive. We got to go for it. But in the first quarter, I mean, I, I just want I want for Brad Holmes to be right now at this very moment. Hey, Dan, some got to give because I don't want to have to fire you. You know, somebody got to talk to him and tell him, like, this is some bullshit. Period. And, and there's no way nothing's going to change or nothing's going to get better if he do not coach better because it's not it's not the team. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, Detroit don't have the best veterans and all of that, but you, you have seen what the team's potential is. You know, you can't put up 40 points in a damn game and still lose. It's crazy. It's crazy, and it's, it's offensively and defensively, it has to be adjustments made in these games, and it's like these coaches do not know how to make in-game adjustments. Okay, so we game plan for this, and it's not going away. We thought it was going to be on to round plan B. <laughs> I'm about to say round two. On to plan B. We can't play four quarters of bullshit football every single week. And it is it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating as a fan. I'ma end there, y'all, because I'm my blood pressure then went through the roof. And I don't I don't wanna seem like a Dan Campbell hater. I'm not even on no fire Dan Campbell junk or nothing like that. But it's just the fact that Dan Dan gotta do better. Dan has to do better as a coach because it's is what he doing now is not working for us and it's stressing me out. Okay? Like I'm I'm ready to go on the sidelines myself. Did y'all see that video where that um fan from Philadelphia ran out the tunnel with the team? These fans is finding anyway <laughs> to be banned from these locker rooms. I mean from these um games. But before I leave y'all, life support success against all odds is out. I am on Amazon. You can see the website, my website here mywinnieb.com forward slash life support. You can still get your book there, but I do want to push people to Amazon. I'm ordering more books. I'm getting ready to do a signing soon. I'm going to have that date updated for y'all as well. I'm just excited. I'm excited for the feedback. I'm excited for, you know, everybody learning something from my book who has bought it so far. So this is this book is not in vain and it's 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 really a childhood dream of mine as well outside of doing sports um commentary. I love to write. I've always loved to read and this was always a dream of mine. So I want to just thank God for being able to put this out and for it to be a blessing for other people because that was the goal. Like me, I always knew that my struggles would help somebody else out. They had to help somebody else out because it was no reason I was keep going through that. So I want to thank everybody for their feedback so far. And for everybody listening, if you have not purchased your book yet, head over to mywinnieb.com forward slash life support. Or you can go to Amazon, just search life support, success against all odds, or you can search life support Whitney B. But I will definitely come up and I do do appreciate your purchase. If in fact you do purchase off Amazon, and you want me to sign your book and I can get to you or we have I have access to you in any way, I definitely will sign it or send you something nice as an appreciation gift um, for you all. 
Thank you again for your time. I appreciate everyone for always watching my show, always giving me feedback. My new listeners, what's up, what's up, what's up? And y'all, I'm out. What's up, what's up? You are now tuned in to Sports Talk with me, your girl Whitney B.